0: What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show, Sunday edition. We decided there was a... Mike just hitting windows right now. Doesn't even know his surroundings. Uh... There's a couple a couple things that happen in Eagles' world, so we figured we'd do a podcast. Uh, we're doing it before practice, actually. So, knock on wood. Hopefully, nothing crazy happens today. But uh, so the Eagles signed Josh McCown and Brett Toth, uh, Army offensive lineman. He can thank Donald Trump for that. We'll get into that in a bit. He but, literally thanked him. Yeah. and yeah, We talked to Brett Toth, Josh McCown and locker. McCown's the bigger news. We'll talk about him mostly. But before we get into like what what he and Doug Peterson talked about, like when when you saw they signed
1: Josh McCown, what was your immediate reaction. Duh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think, you know, Howie Roseman's a guy who, if he sees an opportunity to enhance his roster, he's going to take a look. Uh, a few people that I've talked to within the league and also within the beat have been confused by the timing, but I, 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 I you spoke with Josh, but My feeling was is you had to give Nate the time to prove himself, and obviously with the injury to Nate, uh, with the wrist surgery, and then Cody Kessler with the concussion, when you looked at the their options in free agency, it was pretty much Matt Castle or trade for a third string guy on another team. And um, you know McCown's been a part of one winning team his entire career. He's been on a lot of teams. (laughs) Yes, this is his 11th NFL team, his 12th overall because he played in the UFL for a year. Um, That's right. And so the opportunity, if Carson, here's the thing. If he, if Carson goes down for two games and he's able to play and go one and one, and then Carson comes back and they win a Super Bowl, that's a great way to end his career. He, You know, this is a team that is considered a legit Super Bowl contender. A lot of people are saying that Josh McCown has the level of talent, or at least the level of perceived talent that Nick Foles does, so he could take them. I mean, I, I get I guess my point is, if Carson Wentz goes down Week 16... To being they, able to run the offense, yeah. Right. They can win some playoff games. Uh, that said, I think we need to pump the brakes on like, oh my God, this is the best signing ever, and oh, he's the best backup quarterback in the league. You just did an awesome list. I won't spoil it for the readers. You should go check that out on who the best backups in the league are. A lot of bad ones. <laughs> but Josh McCown started 76 games. Guess how many he's won? Twenty-three. Yeah, it's pretty. Bad. Like, yeah, it's not like he's coming in. The he was is, on bad teams. He was fair. on bad teams. Couldn't guess. <laughs> uh, but you know, let, let's. It. How, how did you feel? Because I know you and I talked. To, oh, we were actually texting when they made the move, and you were. Well, because they always do it at like an hour where like you don't. Right. We should expect
0: stuff at this point.
1: but We were probably texting about Jordan May <laughs> a lot, like we always do, but, you
0: know. I mean, it was you, you joked, duh, but it was like, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Like, It was just one of those signings that, like, in the back of your head, you're like, I feel like they're going to do something like this at some point. And, um, you know, maybe they weren't. I don't think Cody Kessler getting a concussion prompted it, although Doug, like, did try and highlight, like, the injuries as part of it. Mm-hmm. I just think Josh McCown is the best option to be their number two quarterback. I agree. Um, One thing, you know, it seems like there's a lot of, like, debate about like what this means, about how they feel about Nate Sudfeld. I think there's like two sides to this. I think they can both have wanted Josh McCown to be their number two and still like Nate Sudfeld. But I like to say that Nate Sudfeld has nothing to do with it. I don't think that's true either. Because if they were 100% confident in Nate Sudfeld as their backup, they just wouldn't have signed Josh McCown. You don't sign a guy for two million dollars, and he can make up to five million dollars in incentives, unless maybe they were like, okay, maybe needs a little more development. Like I, I, That's how I feel about it, at least.
1: Yeah, you and I are, are on the same page, maybe from different angles. So Josh McCown's not coming out of retirement to yeah, exactly. be a backup for a month and then be a number three guy. Um, but also, I think when you look at things, have actually worked out well for the Eagles now because of this move. Now they have that that backup that has the experience, can lead an offense, has been around, done everything, whatever. He's actually pretty durable. He fits the Doug Peterson mold. He's very mobile. He's also 6'4", unlike Cody Kessler, he was 6'1". I think when you look at this, everything's coming up. Eagles, despite the obvious glossing of the injuries... Nate Sudfeld's market now is not going to be very pretty in in free agency. And they have developed Nate Sudfeld. So maybe they have the opportunity to maybe sign him to a three-year deal in the offseason. He's going to be a free agent. And you can make him that long-term backup. I think he's incomplete. You know what I mean? And having another Nick Foles to kind of guide him in his direction is great. I mean, maybe... This way, you buy yourself a year to see him in the preseason again and, and feel good with him. Um, because this team does look at things one year at a time in certain aspects, and I think that, that signing McCown a good one-year band-aid for that backup position.
0: Yeah, you know, and you brought this up earlier. Like, there's been a question about, and I think it's fair, like, why didn't they sign him earlier in the process? I you know, I wouldn't be a hundred. This isn't me reporting anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did talk to him earlier in the offseason. Just talking to him in the locker room, I didn't get the sense that he wanted a report to a team at the beginning of the summer. He he kind of he said he coached his sons. He coached some football. Uh, for, he he did a, he, i mean, he was doing analyzing on ESPN. He was actually. I mean, he was ruffling some feathers in some of his comments, but he was pretty good at that. And I don't think he... He said he was letting his agent hand all the football stuff. So clearly, like, I think in the back of his head, he's like, all right, training camp comes around. The team needs a quarterback, I'll come. But I'm not sure he was ready to sign with anybody yet in March.
1: Yeah, my theory was always that he did not want to take part in a training camp. The Eagles yeah. literally it's just... just the, it's the Corey Graham, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Corey Graham. He hasn't retired yet. <laughs> yeah, that's Why? true. He
0: hasn't announced anything yet. You can, uh, you can get a good post about that. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> so... Let's talk about what this means for Nate, though, yeah. because it, for one, it allows them to take their time with his rehab and what it is. It is his non throwing hand. I mean, like, he'll you know, be back in a few weeks. I mean, right. I'm assuming, but this way, you know, you can kind of ease him in. I know a lot of people have like rejected the idea that he could put, be put on IR. That said, though, why keep three guys? active when you've got a clear backup in Josh McCown. Now, here's the thing. You put him on IR, Josh McCown comes into a game in Week 9, he gets injured, you can always take Nate Sudfeld off. Um, I think it all depends on what happens with Clayton Thorson. If Clayton Thorson wows in the, the final two games, spoiler alert, probably not going to happen, uh, then, then you have to make that decision. And I think... Cody Kessler's obviously not going to be yeah, his team yeah. now. But from a Clayton Thorson standpoint, it's like, well, the odds just act against him if they really feel like Nate needs to be on the active roster so they have that extra padding uh, moving forward. Because if Carson Wentz gets injured, you probably want Nate filled backing up Josh McCown. So I think it's, it's, it's a weird dynamic, especially because they have so many short-term injuries. We've talked about that so much. But realistically, you're going to have probably five to s- four to six guys that are starters or notable role players that can play in week three or week four that are going to be inactive for week one. So when you're putting together your 53 man roster, you don't have a lot of spots to keep, you know, superficial extra players.
0: Yeah, the Clayton Thorson part of it is like such an interesting. Thing because they pretty this is like a pretty clear, unless he, like, like you said, unless he's really, really good, the next like they're not keeping four quarterbacks. And if Nate Southfield's injury is only a two, three week injury to start the season, they're not going to put him on injured serve just so they can keep Clayton Thorson inactive for, for three weeks. So it. I mean that they're pretty much taking the L on that draft pick. It kind of feels like I, yeah. I. mean, you take you'd sign Josh McCown. Obviously, that's like a smart signing. But this kind of goes back. You know, J- Jeffrey Lurie was all about how they wanted to draft a quarterback every year, every other year. Mm-hmm. What well, does it really count if the guy you drafted you end up cutting? Like, <laughs> like they, they deserve to get criticized for that pick. Oh, for sure. There's no in question. a five player draft. They picked a guy they're gonna cut.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, i curious. Th- I don't. I'm not so confident that he would. He'll make it through. Either make it through to the Eagles practice squad or if he even will want to come back to Philly. Yeah, I think cause he... Because he'll have the choice to go elsewhere.
1: Right, and, and at like, that point, you're the fourth guy.
0: And peop, people just assume they'll be able to claim him, but, like, last year, Luke Falk got claimed after being... And he was drafted that year, so and I think Luke that's Falk, a good comparison.
1: Not to catch you off, but Luke Falk's one of the worst prospects I've yeah. ever seen in the quarterback position. Yeah, I but I
0: think it, that's, a, like, a... That kind of ties into the fact that he was a six-round pick last year, cut last year by the... Who drafted him? I'm just blanked. Because uh, he was... Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee. He was cut by the Titans, claimed by the Dolphins. Right. So like, and now he's on the Jets. So Clayton Thorson, for all his faults, he's six four, athletic, and has a strong arm. So there's a team you would think maybe even if Joe Douglas liked him. Like, anyway, the point being that they're basically sacri- he's a sacrificial lamb all of a sudden. <laughs> but so to get back to like the whole idea of people maybe getting a little too excited about Josh McCown, I think part of that has to do with like all the excitement that Nick Foles created. I think people need to realize that. of the time the backup quarterback's not going to be Nick Foles Mm -hmm. Um, that was like a very unique situation and he was like a very unique part of his career but like just to illustrate this I I wanted to do like a little activity with you real quick just kind of illustrate like don't overvalue the backup quarterback so if Carson Wentz starts all 16 games how many wins do the Eagles get if you had a pick right now 11 if Josh McCown starts all 16 games how many games would the Eagles win 5 if Nate Sudfeld started all 16 games, how many? Th- there's, there's my point right there. Like, th- th- these are backups for a reason. Right, like Josh McCown, he's he's forty years old. Like he's almost he's not that much younger than Doug Peterson, which Doug joked about. I, he's two years younger than Donovan McNabb. Um, a lot of these guys were in single digits when he started his career. Doug Peterson was still in the league when he started his career. Like if you're expecting Josh McCown to be Nick Foles, he's not going to be Nick Foles. The best backup quarterbacks, and I wrote this in my ranking of all the quarterbacks, like. Okay, best-case scenario, it's a guy who can win you games, but that's probably not going to happen. But what a real good backup quarterback is is someone who's not going to lose you any games. And I don't think Josh – Josh McCown is perfect in that sense. He'll run the offense. He won't make too many mistakes, and he can still move for a guy his age.
1: Yeah, um, so what I'll say is this. So what's impressive about Josh McCown, and the reason why people praise Josh McCown so much, is because they're very quick to forget about Arizona, Detroit, and Oakland where he was considered basically on the cusp of being cut all the time, not very good, you know, like he was going to be another floating name in the backup quarterback realm. And then he got to Chicago, Jake Cutler got injured, and then he had a really nice five-game stretch. But before that, Josh McCown was considered a massive, massive bust and a guy that really was not going anywhere in his career. And I think, you know, There is some Nick Foles-like stuff to that. Um, I mean, Nick had a much better first... Ten years younger, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know, I get your point. Right. But the point that I'm trying to make to the folks at home is... Because you and I have talked about this a lot. But back, this is what I talked about the other night with Cody Kessler. I didn't think Cody Kessler... I'm not trying to rehash that argument. (laughs) But my point was, Cody Kessler is probably a middling... Backup quarterback because most backup quarterbacks are not very good. Yeah. Josh McCown's a good backup quarterback, but if Josh McCown's asked to start a season, you know, he went five and eight with the Jets, even though we put up really great numbers a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? So, um, my thought process with him—maybe they win six games. You know, the range—they probably... They do have talent around him. Like he's never had that level of talent. Right. Him. So let, let's say the range for him is probably five to eight. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, but uh, whereas
0: with Carson, it's nine to twelve
1: or right, thirteen. Yeah. Right, and Sudfeld's probably four to six. A little less. Yeah,
0: and then Cody Kessler probably around the same as yeah, Sudfeld, yeah. Honestly, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think when you look at Everybody's missing something. If you're a backup, yeah. quarterback, you know what I mean. Maybe you don't make the best. Maybe you don't. You can't make all the throws. Cody Kessler. Maybe you lack experience and you're a slow processor. Nate Sudfeld. Maybe you don't do anything spectacular. Josh McCown. You know what I mean. So Nick, uh, maybe you have problems with. Maybe you're a high-variance quarterback who has inconsistent accuracy. You're
0: great or you're terrible, yeah.
1: Right, Nick Foles. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a reason why guys are backups, like you said. But I think he's in the perfect situation for him because, one, he's mobile. Two, he's tall, I can see, over, over the O-line. He's got the best O-line in football. He's got rapport with, hello, Alshon their Jaffrey. best wide receiver, yeah. in theory, Alshon Jaffrey. He's got two tight ends that he can use very, very well. He's going to be propped up. That's the whole point with Kessa. That's the whole point with Nate Sutfeld, is guys are going to, quarterbacks are going to look better because of how Howie Roseman's designed everything around Carson Wentz. And it's a crazy thing when you look back to Carson Wentz's rookie year when he was starting to Bryce Treggs and Paul Turner. But look at how far they've come. If you would have put a backup in Carson's year, let's say Chase Daniel had to go in there. Chase isn't winning games. Chase is not winning games. So, again, I think they're in a good spot. Their alternative, the only good alternative where I would have been like, wow, this is actually a positive move. Is maybe trading a six-round pick for Jeff Driscoll with the with this Bengals who Press could ask Zach about. Press Taylor, Zach Taylor. And they drafted Ryan Finley or whatever. Right. Ryan Finley's been actually looking surprisingly good, which is surprising. <laughs> uh, hence, surprisingly. Hence. Uh, um, that was probably the only guy... That would have made sense from a value standpoint, and hey, oh, I get that. But he was also being used as a practice squ- practice wide receiver and special teams player. So there was <laughs> McCown was like the be all end all of getting that because everybody was like, oh, well, maybe they go into the go into the season with Clay Thorson as the backup. No, no. At least Cody Kessler understands an offense. At least he he's accurate. There, it's whatever. But like the drop off in understanding of of the NFL game would have been tremendous from. Sutfeld to Thorson or Casem to Thorson. So I think they made the right move.
0: Like to give you an idea of how bad the backups are in the NFL, I would say there are only maybe three, maybe four, more likely three quarterbacks that you would even be comfortable as like a starting quarterback in the league. One is Jacoby Brissett, who will be a starter somewhere. Uh, maybe even this year because Andrew Luck has another weird injury thing going on. Another's Ryan Tannehill and then the third would be Tyrod Taylor who he he's 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 best his best fit is at a backup probably but he's also like his numbers if you look at them like he doesn't turn the ball over, completes a high percentage of passes and he's fast. So those are three guys and I mean a lot of teams seem to like Teddy Bridgewater. I I don't he hasn't started a game or played a meaningful snaps in twenty fifteen. So so I'm not so sure. So the the fact that there's only three backup quarterbacks and that Josh McCown is probably a top five backup kind of says like temper your expectations for a backup they're not going to be nick Foles.
1: notice something about all all five of those guys what mobility accuracy yeah good mobility point. accuracy if you don't turn the ball over and you can get a point and you can create plays with your legs and you're you know that's that's the key to being the backup in this league yeah you might not have all the tools like Tyrod to me has a slow processor too he's got an incredible arm he's very accurate he doesn't throw to make mistakes which it time he's not a guy who takes a lot of chances yeah. which is understandable which is what you want in your backup though right um, you know there are some people that favor a guy who's a daredevil thrower because what, what that, are you gonna I mean
0: that's what like Blake Bortles will be with the Rams right and what? there's some there's some value to having a backup like him too
1: right and I I would put Blake in the top. He's top ten, top ten easily. Because yeah. um, Blake is I mean, like, the talent. A, the talent's there, but
0: like I said, you want to. Like I said, yeah, you want a backup quarterback who's not going to lose you games, and he can lose you games.
1: Accuracy is the number one thing for a backup quarterback, yeah. and those five guys. I mean, you can say what you want about Ryan Tannehill. Maybe he's not a guy who's going to win you a lot of games, but yeah. he's not going to lose you games. I mean, he's he's had a lot of interceptions, but he is a he a he's, yeah. a relatively accurate quarterback. So what's the next game you got for me? What, <laughs> what else? What else you got? <laughs>
0: no, So it seems like you actually have a pretty good knowledge of this, but I wanted to test you on all the teams Josh McCown's played on. Sure. Let's see if you can do it in order. Mm. Make it harder for you because you, you know I think you've already like named all the teams throughout all the right, podcast. All right, go so, ahead. Let's all, do right. It. all right, so first team was from 2003 to 2005. Uh, Arizona. Yeah. 2006.
1: Uh, the Lions. Nice. 2007. Raiders. <laughs>
0: 2008 to 9. Uh. T- I don't even I didn't even know he was on this team, honestly. He barely threw San the San Francisco 49. No.
1: Uh he was on the 49, I know that. Um, Cleveland?
0: No, it, it is a C. Oh, C. okay. Uh, I don't see he threw six passes on this team, so probably the one you haven't mentioned today. It's a C City? Yeah. Carolina Panthers.
1: Oh oh right. Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I honestly
0: did right. not know he was on them. 2008,
1: 2009. All right, Carolina. Uh, Carolina. T-
0: 2011 to 2013. Chicago. Yeah. And then 2014. Tampa. Then 2015,
1: 16. Uh, Cleveland. And then the Jets. Yep. <laughs> oh, sorry, I mean you, you didn't know that, did you? But <laughs> but he had a he had a stint with the 49ers where he didn't make the team, uh, and he had a stint with the it, Dolphins, where and he, he
0: was and also in another league, right? Yeah.
1: Well, he went to the UFL me, and me, played for the Hartford. I want Fort to see what years Collins.
0: he was. Uh, Colonials? Hard. Yeah, hard for Colonials. You got some great Josh McCown knowledge. But
1: Dolphins and... So dolphins
0: was 2008 before the Panthers. Is right. what, so he was cut by the Dolphins. What was the other team you said? Oh, the 49 49ers. That was 2011 before the Bears. Yeah. wound up working out pretty well. The Bears was probably, before that one jet season, it was probably the best stretch of his career.
1: Right. So, you know, he's he's been everywhere, man. And, uh, <laughs> like, again, I, I think what's interesting about Josh is... He's blossomed late in his career, which is not something that's really applicable to the quarterback position. Typically, you want a guy that's very, you know, sturdy from the start. But I think, like, he's been able to, in a way, find good situations and bad opportunities, if that makes sense. Um... This is a good opportunity in a great situation for him. This this makes sense that he came out of retirement. You know I
0: one, one thing we haven't really said that much of is that he's... You know, Andy Reid was famous for this before. You know, you saw A.J. Feely, Coy Detmer, Jeff Garcia. Like, all those backups who he would make look like superstars. Like, that's Doug Peterson has that trait, too. Mm-hmm. So, I think that appeals to a backup. Like, if Nate Sutville was the quarterback, Doug would find a way to make it work. Like, it would run the ball a lot, probably. Like, but, they, like... D- Doug and his coaching staff is really good. Like Nick Foles, that's why. Like I'm, I'm not as confident that the Jaguars. Get, they're, I mean, they were really bad last year. Still, be better, but he doesn't have a, the, like the support. Around him in terms of talent and maybe coaching that he did
1: here, not even close. Yeah,
0: so I mean you know them as well as anyone. So I'm I'm a little more skeptical about it working out there, maybe as much as everyone. I mean, all the power to him. Like it'd be awesome if he becomes a starter that he's always wanted to be. But situation matters, and the Eagles, like I said, Andy Reid was like really good at that, and Doug Peterson learned from Andy. So yeah, I think
1: I think what benefits Nick in Jacksonville is the division he's in. I also think yeah. it, I think that defense also helps. Um but, but yeah but Nick yeah.
0: needs a good offensive line, he needs a good tight end, and he needs res- reliable receivers down the field.
1: And he has none of those things.
0: Exactly. Like I mean, there,
1: there's talent. There's
0: like Marquise Lee's back, DD Westbrook's talented. I,
1: I like Chris Connolly more than most. Yeah, Chris
0: Connolly, and he had and he played with him with the Chiefs, so there's a connection there. I'm a James. But James it, like it, <laughs> but like if Chris Connolly is the one that <laughs> Nick Nick Foles is the most comfortable right. with, and that's not like that ex- exciting. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's rough. Um yeah,
0: but yeah. so we'll we'll, we'll finish out Talking about the other guy we mentioned briefly before, that's Brett Toth. Uh, I mean, cool kind of background. He went to army, and he had you have to enlist. I forget how long you're supposed to enlist for. I thought it was um,
1: three years.
0: Yeah, something like that. Uh, but. So he went there, and then he, he was at the combine that year. After that, and he senior. was senior bowl. Sorry, he had senior bowl. He, I think, he, it sounds like he impressed teams quite a bit with his versatility. His really good size, six six. He needs to put on weight. He did say he was two ninety. He needs to get, but that's from being in service. But, he wants to get to three. So he didn't get drafted. He was projected. I think I saw like sixth or seventh round, so a late round pick. Um, and then Donald Trump, you know, did something where if you you can seek approval to leave your service early if you're going to be a professional athlete. I mean, you were you were in the locker room with Brett Toth, like beyond like the football part, which we don't obviously know that much about how, how good he is as a football player. Obviously, good enough for the Eagles to pursue him the way they did. But like, what what was your big takeaway from talking to him?
1: So he was in a leadership program in the army. Um,
0: very smart guy, by the way. Smart
1: guy. He seems very calm, very calculated. This isn't too big for him. He's dealt with things that actually matter. In his life. <laughs> Uh, very mature. Um, seems like he understands that he's in a spot where he's just getting thrown to the wolves immediately. He said that he he actually said the best way to swim is to get thrown in, and and I, I'm not sure that's accurate. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's. I mean, maybe if you're, maybe you're his size, yes, but not yeah. like a, a kid. Yeah, he could probably stand in in several, yeah, yeah. Uh, several inches of water. I do like um, imagining him like floating around in the in the shallow end. He's like the six foot seven dude. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that would be interesting. Um, but, you know, he was in a leadership program in the Army. I, I think he's a guy that understands his situation. He strikes me as a guy who's going to get a phantom, like, hangnail or something. Mm, that makes I, sense. Because I don't know if you, you sign him immediately to cut him. I think Halfway better. through preseason to a three-year deal, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, undrafted guys typically get three-year deals. Yeah, I know, life. I know, but still. For it to happen in the middle of camp like this. And they also made a big deal out yeah, yeah. signing, you would have thought.
0: You don't just do it to turn around and cut them, right? Unless they think they can get them to the practice squad, I guess.
1: I think what appeals to offensive linemen, even though this offensive line is a st- group is stacked, is Stalin can get the best out of you. I think that's like a a reputation that he has, um, you know. But, and and I think Toth sees the opportunity to represent the army. Uh, He did mention that this was an advertising opportunity for the Army, which I thought was pretty...
0: Self-awareness. Yeah, yeah,
1: the self-awareness was there. And so why not go to a top, you know, 10 market and a military, like, you know, there's a decent military contingent with the Navy Yard right here.
0: He's not the first one that they've had either. They had Chad Hall. Who actually played for the Eagles, and they had Alejandro Villanueva, who I guess they had him as like a defensive lineman yeah, or something. With Chip Kelly, they cut him, and he became like a really good player for the Steelers as an offensive lineman. So, so there is, so the Eagles do have like a background in signing guys with that kind of, you know, enlisting service and stuff.
1: Yeah, he he's a guy that's not going to uh, ruffle any feathers in the in the locker room. He's a guy that could be, you know, if Jordan Milata doesn't work out, he, he's another he, project. Yeah, right. I mean. And honestly, at this point, I think he's a, a more optimal project than Matt Pryor.
0: I was thinking, I, I, so you and I both had the same reaction. It seemed like a lot of people thought this was like signaling they were going to trade Vitae, which I don't even understand I, that I thought know. process. Vitae was, looked really, really good at guard in preseason, by the way. So maybe that was the, that's where he should have been the whole time is what it seems like. Um, it's still a preseason, but um, you and I both kind of, because Matt Pryor... He's had a bad preseason, hasn't stood out in training camp. He, in theory, was like the, the swing tackle guard prospect, and that's what Toth can be. Um, I mean, Pryor obviously has now. He's going into a second year being in an NFL system. But I mean, if I was him, I'd be a little maybe not, maybe even not this year with Top. Maybe it's next year where Top is threatening his job. Um, he's not a lock to make the roster anyway. But I, if I, Pryor's the one that I think was most impacted by this,
1: oh, definitely. There, there's no question in my mind.
0: Especially with like Opita and uh, Herbig playing better than him, too.
1: Yeah, look. I said it to you when we started this offseason. I didn't I didn't see him last year in training camp, but I don't understand why Matt Pryor gets a scholarship. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, understand Jordan lot Jordan Melada started playing football a year ago. <laughs> and like, he's already at least as good as prior. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, that is, makes sense yeah. to me. But you can only have so many projects on this roster. Yeah. And if Stefan Wisniewski is going to get cut, you're only better in his big V, really. I mean, Andre Dillon's played out of his mind.
0: But he's never played a real snap.
1: Right. And I also think, like, when you look at V, he can back up right guard, he can back up right tackle, and he can back up left tackle if, you know, Worst-case scenario. Worst-case scenario. Um, and then, you know, it was, uh, uh, Sam so Alluk can slide to over center. to center. Yeah,
0: so then you have, you know, a pedo or whatever if they really like him.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean... Ideally, you don't want to
0: play an a guy,
1: but was has <laughs> been bad enough that you're like, uh, can we keep I him? How... I mean, if he makes the team, man, uh, he better have some good snaps. I mean, it's all spots where they claim,
0: like, guys get cut. Yeah. it's possible they claim somebody or bring that Chance Mac. it's possible
1: I mean he's out there he is give him a chance you know give him a chance I'm sure you can get him out of his BQ contract you know what I mean oh like, boy look he,
0: he, he made some bank last year because he had that insurance policy thing
1: yeah I mean well if you invest money if you're investing your money in like franchises oh so you're
0: he, saying he invested the money in Dairy Queen yeah
1: gotcha. hopefully he's he's stacking Dairy bro he's stacking Dairy oh King. boy maybe he's got those Dan points I don't know <laughs> Oh, boy. That's sorry right. I watched like a like a marathon of workaholics yeah. the other day um,
0: also okay this is unrelated but the Bears just cut another kicker uh, like they, they're, Fry. Yeah, they're still struggling to re- figure out the wake of the Cody Parkey mess that the Trayvon Hester caused in a way
1: so something interesting <laughs> that we have to look into is so the Ravens just signed another kicker who apparently has potential and so we're going to see him next it, it, the, wait it,
0: the Ravens signed another yeah, kicker yeah
1: you know how they traded one to the oh they, yeah because yeah, they don't like to have Tucker like kind of uh,
0: doing during results. the offseason yeah yeah
1: so maybe this guy's a guy that they trade over to the the Bears for like a conditional 2000.
0: I mean, that's, that's, that's like Howie Roseman level like yeah. G, GMing. I mean the Braves are obviously smart. So. Yeah, they're smart.
1: Um, you know, like, it is weird though. Like, just get it right. You know what I mean? Like, just kicker. take a chance. It's a kicker. It's a kicker. Yeah, I mean, look, they have one job and I get it. It's you not, have one job. If they're not making field goals, yeah, you're, but like, this has become like a complex and it's like, it's insane. It is insane. <laughs> um there's, look,
0: a, there's like a couple teams doing off kickers too yeah. um but so we can we can end on that note but I did I forgot to mention the Josh McCown section I, I thought this moment was funny when he came over to his locker and we're all standing around him he took Shelton Gibson's locker by the way RIP um <laughs> I
1: thought he'd get Braxton Miller if I had in the
0: because <laughs> well, everybody was confused because he walked in and the quarterbacks are like immediately on the left and his locker wasn't there yet so yeah but he got his own locker. It's not like he has to. Sh- an eighteen-year veteran has to share, which I'm sure he wouldn't have been happy about. Yeah. But he he came and he was about to start talking. He's like, "Can you guys give me a second? I gotta brush my teeth." He, i never had an interview be delayed because a guy had to brush his teeth before. That just cracked me up, and it made me think of Coy Detmer only bringing a, to- a toothbrush on road trips. Yeah, that, that's that was a, his thing. It's a good deep cut. He, he has much better hair than Koy Detmer. Though I'll give him. He's that. got some sensational hair. It, it lives up to the hype when you see it in person. Who are you <laughs> saying he looked like? Because you were talking totally about. Oh, Dolph pregnant. Lundgren. Yeah. Like he, like the shape of his head. It's like a. a rectangle and it's the same exact like it's unreal look up dolph lundgren it's yeah it's josh mccown that should be in the in the movie about uh, josh mccown dolph lundgren although he's like really old now but he's even older than mccown so is josh mccown
1: so like um but you know we shouldn't gloss over this obviously braxton miller (laughs) <laughs> getting cut for Josh McCown you know he had to make that sacrifice
0: uh, <laughs> he's one of those guys, the fans like like the big name and got oh, attached man. to him but well, he, he showed nothing the whole the, time there was here. some
1: talk on Twitter from fans that it was like they're going to have to cut Matt Collins or Braxton Miller I'm not sure who it'll be but it's going to be a hmm. competition and I'm like nope Braxton Miller has not caught a pass in training camp and then the next day he the, only, one, the only person that had
0: been targeting was Clayton Thorson <laughs> yeah
1: I mean it's rough poor guy uh, but what so let's close out on this do you think, now that the backup quarterback position is taken care of in theory, unless he plays in the preseason next week, which then they'll have to win breaks cover. a leg or whatever Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. Um, is there a <laughs> spot that needs reinforcement to you moving forward, what's the, like, of the spots, what's, what are you m- most concerned about from a depth standpoint
0: hmm, that's a good question, I think I would go with thank you <laughs> I'll go with linebacker Okay, but why? Um, mostly because, I mean, I don't know, actually, because Zach Brown's actually played pretty well in games. They're pretty good. Maybe, oh, man, this is tough. Pro- defensive end is, like, the obvious one, but I'm, I'm still not as concerned about defensive end as, like, other people are because I don't think they're going to play four guys every game. So, I don't know. I get, linebacker, the only reason I say that is just because Bradham's been out. Grugia Hill is out. So, it's a lot of guys who either haven't been with this team or haven't been the good with they played, like Gary. Um, Zach Brown's a veteran, so you'd think he'd be Okay doesn't maybe he's just not a practice player because we don't see anything around practice and he made a really good uh, goal line stop uh, against the Jaguars um, why, what would your answer be
1: wide receiver and, and not from a depth like. It's more of like confusion as to what their plan is. I think. What do you mean? Because so, the top four is pretty locked in. Yeah, the top four is locked in. But when when you look at the slot position, I'm I'm wondering how if, if Matt Collins is that guy. Well, wide receiver probably not the right one. Let me let me get yeah, into Yeah,
0: because Zach Ertz is kind of the backup slot. Right.
1: Yeah. You know. Now that I think about it, um, I'd probably say guard. I mean,
0: yeah, for, that's fair because it's a bunch of undrafted guys, and you have Vitae, who's never played the position. Right,
1: right. I guess guards... Especially,
0: yeah, because I mean, if you factor in Wisniewski has been bad, then that's kind of like yeah, if Wisniewski doesn't yeah. make the team, who should but back? The, the fact that we're struggling to come up with it is a really good sign, <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. quarterback was the one we were all concerned about. At least you and I were, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I think guard I think you're you're spot on with linebacker. I do think if Paul Worlow plays and shows, he something, has to
0: get but, on the field. That dude, yeah, yeah it's been a, it sucks.
1: Corey Clements, kind of in the same. The, the situation.
0: Yeah, but today. he's at le- least been doing... I guess Paul has done some team drills. Yeah, so... But Paul needs teams. to get on the field in the preseason if he's going to make... Like, he needs to play the next team. Those two are games. the two guys
1: that I'm watching during train practices by Corey yeah. uh, Clement and
0: Paul... Yeah, joint practice with the Ravens uh, starting uh, tomorrow, and it'll be Tuesday also. Uh, we'll be bringing... We'll, I'll try and get you guys a pod on Tuesday. We're still figuring out the logistics there, but thanks for listening. Uh, tweet us some questions. Uh, I'm at, at Zach Blatt, Z-A-C-K. He's at what's your what's your twitter it's like matt it's mike underscore it's matt you know it's, it's matt. just at matt. No,
1: it's uh at mike underscore e underscore k that's why there's a lot of underscores it's, so. the, it's the worst twitter <laughs> name ever but i can because oh, there's I, another mike k that's right right and if i change it then i lose my my uh, uh, check mark so.
0: oh is that you can't change your handle is that yeah you can change your name but you can't change yeah, your and, name like your bio out. and stuff okay interesting yeah. good um all right so one on that note yeah tweet us some questions leave comments uh write reviews give us some love or hate whatever you desire and thanks for listening guys Deuces.